From the steam-powered automobiles in the 18th century to today, the car has come a long way, and now it has a firm place in our daily lives. Today, its role is not limited to a means of transportation, rather, it is part of our extended identity. But what technological advancements have made the car what it is today, and what does the road ahead hold? The automobile is at a convergence of all the latest technologies as vehicles continue to evolve as a smarter, more connected product. The development and creation of these automotive systems is a challenging one, driven by both technology and societal expectations. Join us for Paving the Way to the Car of the Future, a six-episode podcast together with Texas Instruments, a leader in design and manufacturing of semiconductors as we take a look under the car's hood. The automobile has been a dominant influence in society since its inception, changing how people thought about mobility and personal expression. Today, the car is converging with all the latest technologies, representing its role at the center of our lives. The functionalities provided in a vehicle are continuing to evolve, especially as it becomes a more innovative and connected product. The development and creation of those automotive systems is challenging, driven by both technology and societal expectations. This podcast, Trends Shaping Automotive Innovations, is the first of a series on the automobile and its various systems. We'll begin with an overview of the automotive industry and the major trends driving the innovation and development in modern cars. Today's guest is Fern Yoon, Automotive System Engineering and Marketing Director at Texas Instruments. Subsequent podcasts will take a deeper dive into each of the systems and trends and will involve other TI subject experts. I'm Alex Palt, Editor-at-Large for Electronic Design. So welcome to the show today, Fern. I'm very glad you can be here. Hi, Alex. I'm excited to join you on this conversation. It's an exciting time to dig into the automotive industry with so many changes that we've seen over the last few years. I agree with you completely, Fern. Um, and I encourage all of you out there in the audience to uh, listen to the entire series. We're going to be taking a deep dive into all of the topics that we're covering here in our overview. Absolutely. Now, Fern, um, it all starts with the customer in one sense, because obviously, if we are not creating solutions that serve the public, um, we're, we're lying to ourselves as well as to the industry. It's all about, you know, what people want, right? Absolutely. And as I would assume most of us um, are drivers ourselves, or at least have the opportunity to sit in cars, uh, we have a very clear picture of what we would love to have today and what we would love to have in the future. And it's interesting to see how the automotive market and how the OEMs are um, catering to, to the driver's needs and pulling in the technology to enable um, a better driving experience all around. I agree with you completely, Fern. In fact, I believe uh, you had a personal experience in the uh, EV and uh, electrification market uh, yourself recently. Yeah, you know, um, electric vehicles have become a popular topic of conversation these days and in the news. There is a big 
focus and emphasis on sustainability and going green and electric vehicles um, support that trend. And so, you know, recently I did take a look at what it would be like if we were to purchase an electric vehicle as our family car. Um, And it's very exciting to take a look at what's available on the market today and also working with our customers behind the scenes as to what goes, um, the technology that goes into making these happen. Well, I would imagine that depending upon where you live and what size your family is and your personal needs, they, the the personal needs may vary, but everyone's looking for certain um, basics. You know, it should be good looking. It should be functional. It should be safe, et cetera. What were your primary uh, criteria? If I think back to uh, 10 years ago when I was looking for a vehicle or, you know, maybe even my parents when they were looking for a vehicle 30 years ago, uh, the primary goal of um, a vehicle, purchasing a vehicle was to get from point A to point B safely um, and, and comfortably. And I would say, you know, the definition of comfort back then is very different from what we define comfort today. For me, when I was looking at, uh, when my husband and I were looking at purchasing a new vehicle, we highly considered an electric vehicle. We have three children, three boys um, who are young and we love taking road trips. And uh, the appeal of um, a better gas mileage or in the sense of the electric vehicle, no gas mileage and you know, 100% electric was very appealing. Um, but you know, we did take into consideration uh, the charging infrastructure that is available. Uh, we live in Dallas, Texas. And while there is a significant amount of charging infrastructure available within the city, when you think about road trips in the vast expanse of Texas, you start to question um, if there will be charging stations available uh, four or five hours outside of the city and um, what it will take to to charge a a vehicle. For those of you who have young children, you'll know that um, 30 minutes or an hour is a significant amount of time to expect of children to sit still and do nothing. (laughs) And if I were to compare um, the charging times that are available today at charging stations, whether it's a a traditional, let's call it the normal charger or the fast charging stations, charging times can vary significantly. Um, and it, it definitely gave me pause as to can I keep my children from, uh, you know, hitting each other and getting irritated by one another in the 30 minutes that it would take to fast charge a car. So, you know, those are, that's one of the considerations that, that weighed heavily um, on our minds. And if we think about the dependability of batteries on the environment, the temperature, whether it's cold or hot, um, how well it charges, and um, taking it to the mountains in the winter, how does that impact our range? And will we have to uh, change our travel plans based on where charging stations are available? So those were some of the key things that um, that we, we thought about as um, the market goes more and more into vehicle electrification. Now, 
if you think about the technology and the advances that are available uh, today and the conversations that are being had, I'm really excited by where, where this is going, to be honest. Um, we have seen some customers um, in Asia uh, implementing what we call swappable battery um, in order to recharge uh, your vehicle instead of having to sit at a charging station for, for 30 minutes or so. Um, and that idea, that concept is catching on quite quickly. So it'll be very interesting to see um, what that looks like. And then, you know, I was um, visiting customers the past two weeks and the customer shared uh, the implementation of mobile charging stations. So if you think about uh, the roadside safety um, service that we get, if we had a flat tire, the same goes, or you, when you run out of gas, the same goes for a mobile charging station. So, you know, the infrastructure is growing very rapidly uh, to support the adoption of electric vehicles. I agree with you completely there, Fern, because um, I believe just as range anxiety uh, arguments are disappearing as the technology improves, we're also going to see uh, charging infrastructure anxiety reduce because um, if you can charge, you know, 30% in 10 minutes and the next station is only uh, 50 kilometers away, it gets a lot easier to take trips uh, into an area. But that goes directly into our uh, conversation on the overview of the marketplace, uh, Fern, when we think about all of the pressures, because they're both, as I mentioned in the intro, both societal and technical. Um, let's Let's start with the, at the top level. You know, when you start thinking about um, things with vehicles, safety is one of the first things that come to mind. And there are multiple facets with vehicle systems from the vehicle-to-vehicle uh, -vehicle communications to the ADAS systems to infotainment all over the place. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's, again, going back to the evolution of automotive. It's it's very encouraging to see how technology, how far technology has come. Let's start with ADAS, um, Advanced Driving Assistance. And um, the amount of sensors in a car today is astounding. Uh, really, depending on the car manufacturer, there is the use of multiple cameras alongside radar, alongside ultrasonic sensors, alongside LIDAR. And all of this um, is really just coupled to work together to give us, think of it as additional eyes and ears on the inside and outside of the car to make driving safer. Now you can attach that with vehicle to vehicle communication. Um, I'm excited to see uh, the day where we no longer have uh, traffic congestions or traffic jams because everybody is trying to get into the right lane way too early to turn right or or you know um, are uh, can't decide when to merge effectively the zipper concept still eludes many people <laughs> and um, I think the ability to leverage the additional um, sensors around the car is going to allow us to not only drive safer but more efficiently. Not only that, uh, you know, I have three children, three young children, and I remember uh, distinctly when they were younger the fear of accidentally forgetting to take them out of the car with me on a very busy day or when you're really distracted and you're just in a hurry. Uh, the occupant monitoring system, which is uh, becoming more and more popular, 
in in vehicles is a great way to enhance safety in in cars. Uh, that's uh, enabled by the new sensor technology that we have available um, to to car manufacturers today. Well, you know, when you think about all of that, it's always a rolling set of concerns and technology does rise to the challenge with solutions. Um, but then that also brings in questions about, you know, the concerns then shift, right? When we were talking, for example, mm -hmm. in the electrification aspect of uh, driving range fading as an issue being replaced by charging time and fast chargers and the related charging infrastructure Obviously, TI is doing a lot of things to accelerate the development of solutions in those spaces, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think when we think of a vehicle, um, in the past, weight of the vehicle has always been um, translated into um, or connected to power as well as fuel efficiency. Uh, weight of the car for electric vehicles does impact the driving range um, of, of the vehicle. And it's interesting when we think about what all goes into making a car heavy. One of the biggest, um, let's call it weight contributors in a car that um, car manufacturers are looking to reduce and optimize these days is the cabling harness, the wiring and the harness in the car. Think about um, the amount of electronics that are in the car, whether it's the sensors or the different computers that um, now make up the car, you've got um, kilometers of wires just running through and the amount of power that these wires have to deliver uh, make for some heavy cables that um, OEMs are very, very motivated to reduce because it ultimately extends driving range. And so when we look at TI technology, we are looking at technologies that will enable our car manufacturers to um, uh, route uh, cabling more efficiently by collapsing what we call ECUs into zonal uh, controllers instead of domain controllers. And think about domain controllers mean being very functional based and you may have to put those ECUs at the locations where the functions need to happen versus a zonal controller, which allows you to break a vehicle up into say, let's call it five or six zones. So you may have, you know, a front left, a front center, a front right, a back left, back center and back right, and now consolidate some of those functions into those zones to minimize the amount of cabling needed to, to address some of these functions. Another technology that we're investing heavily in is uh, wireless BMS, a wireless battery management system. So think about electric vehicles that are going from 400 to 800 volt batteries in order to increase driving range and enable faster charging. You're now doubling the amount of wires doubling the amount of connectors that you, you would need to go from 400 to 800 volts. The wireless BMS technology allows you to remove the additional cost and weight of connectors as well as wires while enabling a faster charge um, and, um, and, and longer range in, in a car. Another aspect where TI is investing in is uh, think about 
how we can make a traction inverter more efficient. Uh, a traction inverter is a system in the car that propels an um, electric vehicle forward. It drives the motor of your front and rear axle and the signals that are sent to, to drive these motors are controlled by a gate driver to, to simplify things, to overly simplify things. And we have invested in a more efficient gate driver that allows um, car OEMs to increase efficiency um, by 4%. Every little bit counts when it comes to increasing driving range um, when you're um, talking about electric vehicles. Um, the other aspect of increasing driving range on electric vehicle can also be boiled down to the accuracy of um, measuring how much charge you have left in a battery. Um, today, you certainly do not want, would not want, car manufacturers to um, shortchange you with regard to how many more kilometers you still have on a particular battery pack. And so what happens is uh, car manufacturers tend to be more conservative uh, with in telling you how much charge you have left. And that ultimately reduces the amount of range or distance you can travel on a single charge with more accurate um, measurements and sensing of the battery pack. Car OEMs can, number one, optimize the size of the pack better, therefore reducing cost and weight. And number two, give you a more accurate reading of how much charge you have left on your battery and ultimately giving you a peace of mind of, look, if it says you've got 10 more kilometers to go on this pack, you have 10 more kilometers to go on this pack and not eight. <laughs> well, you know, you it was really interesting hearing you spread that all out. You know, when you recognize how it's all connected and how it all helps the system, as you were saying, you know, the, the, the more efficient battery lets it also be smaller, which is also lighter weight, which is great for the range and back and forth. But one of the things that also came across to me when you were talking about it is going to less wiring, especially when it comes to things like battery management, is it would also make the car more survivable in a systems methodology when in crashes, for example, instead of cables being severed and control being lost and possibly getting thermal runaway in the battery, um, because of bad load conditions or whatever happened because of the result of the wire harness damage from an, an accident or even accidental damage from the user itself screwing a screw into the side of the car mm -hmm. to mount something inside the vehicle could actually short circuit something. So having fewer wires in the car also makes it a safer car from a sheer physical standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, which then brings another question to mind, Fern, when it, if these systems and the value of the electronics in the vehicle is coming, is getting greater and greater and greater, that means that the role of the uh, semiconductor companies in the supply chain, they have to have a greater role in the design of that vehicle because how does the OEM get a handle on all of the IP needed to create these advanced systems and integrate them properly into the vehicle. You're absolutely right there. I would say that the relationship between a car OEM and semiconductor suppliers like Texas Instruments has 
evolved um, dra dramatically over the past few years. Uh, we used to really engage with automotive tier ones who developed the electronics uh, for a vehicle and the car OEMs really served as a system integrator for all of the electronics going into a vehicle. That has changed in recent years as uh, car OEMs realize that the, the, the bigger, the large role electronics play in, in a vehicle from the drivetrain to the safety to the driver experience um, within the car, it's all being driven by electronics. And we're very excited to uh, drive closer partnership with the OEMs so that we can really help them understand the technology that we have today, the technology that we're investing in, and the window of opportunities that we can open up uh, to them with with our technology it really allows us to drive better synergy um, across the vision of car manufacturers uh, today and in the future um, and aligning that to um, where we're investing whether it is higher power electronics or whether it is uh, power in, in in highly efficient packages um, or smaller packages, um, increase in sensing technology, whether it's the usual voltage or current, but even temperature, humidity, position, radar, um, down to the connectivity, connectivity, wired, wireless. We talked briefly about wireless, the processing side of it, um, and, and then, of course, the motor control. So, you know, all of these areas where TI is investing in in automotive um, are with the car OEM's visions in mind. Well, it would have to, that's comes back to what we were saying in the beginning. It has to address the customer's needs, the people's needs, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, being a semiconductor supplier in automotive um, is is a fun one because not only are you enabling uh, the car OEMs to build cars of the future, uh, you can also envision yourself as the driver and what would you want um, as technology uh, that you'd like to see in the vehicle in the future, whether it is safety related or whether it is the convenience of the car um, or even, you know, how you use the car and whether it's for in-city driving or for road tripping um, and, and others. I agree with you completely. For, well, because it has to be an application specific solution because not everyone needs an SUV, not everyone needs a micro car, not everyone needs a bus, you know, so mm -hmm. each of the individual system solutions have to be tailored to the end Absolutely. result. Yeah. The other interesting thing that I see with vehicle electrification is um, the opportunity to change people's lives. Um, if you go into emerging countries today, you will see a significant amount of two-wheelers or motorcycles, as some people call them, um, because of um, primarily the cost. Um, that is all those um, individuals can, uh, can afford today. Um, and they need a way to move from place to place. And then as you see their needs grow to accommodate their families, wouldn't it be fantastic to be able to enable 
these individuals to purchase a more a, a safer vehicle that still meets their needs at the cost structure that they can afford. Um, and that's the other fun part, I think, of being a semiconductor supplier um, in automotive is looking at the broad range of performance needs um, and, and, and let's call it the cost to performance ratio. Um, and you've got some OEMs who are very motivated to support that wide range of needs from the very lowest end of vehicles. Think about, you know, I've heard um, OEMs talk about two-seater cars to replace two-wheelers all the way up to the six-seater cars and, and more from the lowest end of functionality and comfort to the highest end of luxury and performance. Um, that's a very, very interesting place to be able to service not only the car OEMs, but see how our technology can make the world a better place. Well, you know, actually, that brings me to um, my last question for this uh, podcast. And how uh, could you just give us a little bit of an overview of some of the uh, TI technologies that are enabling these uh, automotive advancements? Absolutely. And, you know, my colleagues will go into deeper detail throughout the rest of the series here. But if you think about um, power, uh, there is a significant amount of power electronics that go into electric vehicles today, starting with the battery management system, as well as the traction inverter and, of course, the charging infrastructure that you would need in order to charge the battery. So think about high power, think about higher power density um, and think about higher power efficiency uh, from that aspect. And then you also have uh, the need for higher sensing, whether it is to sense the higher, the amount of voltage and current that's going through the different systems, whether it's in the BMS system or um, even in the traction inverter or, or charging station, uh, the onboard chargers, down to the safety systems, the ADAS systems that we have in the car, sensing becomes a critical role in, in ensuring our safety. Um, and then you also have the connectivity piece of it. Now, one of the evolution that we see in the automotive market, especially in the electric vehicle, is the amount of data and that, that needs to be sent from one part of the car to another is increasing. And uh, we have technologies that support the traditional CAN-LIN um, interfaces all the way up to Ethernet, as well as our high-speed interface FPD link to transfer um, a camera data, raw camera data from the camera sensor to, to the computer. We also have wireless technology. We talked about wireless um, BMS to to send battery data from the battery cells itself to the control unit, um, as well as uh, wireless uh, BLE, Bluetooth low energy protocols that support your keyless entry. I mean, I think we all appreciate our key fobs a lot today and the ability to do remote start, especially as temperatures heat up here. And all of that is also enabled with TI's technology. And then of course, um, None of these functions would be of any use without processing capability or what I call the brains of, of the car. And we have 
um, a broad portfolio ranging from the simplest M0 microcontroller all the way up to multi-core DSPs that um, another colleague of mine will touch on later in the series um, that really spans simple functionality all the way up to complex processing um, uh, technology that supports intelligence at the edge, um, as well as functional safety. Very, very critical um, to the car. And then, you know, the last but not least is um, the amount of motors in the car, not just what drives or propels the car forward, um, but think of your seat, your windows, your windshield wipers, um, the, the motor that opens and closes your sunroof in the car. Those are also electric motors um, that, um, that require electronics to drive it. And we have a very strong uh, portfolio in that space as well to support a broad need uh, function, broad, broad range of functions, if you will. But all of yep. this, you know, tying back to vehicle electrification, we see more and more um, components in a car becoming um, electric in order to enable car OEMs to build a more efficient car. I think of, you know, a car in the future really as a computer on wheels. Um, and the opportunities that that concept opens up is, is just huge. Think about how much our computers and our smartphones have evolved. Um, I think we're going to see that same evolution in our cars. Oh, I agree with you completely, Fern. We, it, it, it literally is at the convergence of all of the current um, advanced technologies we're working on from, from wireless to wideband gap semiconductors. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, Fern, before I let you go, I wanted to um, see if you had any final thoughts you wanted to leave with our audience. Uh, I think just that the automotive market is um, a very exciting place to be in today. You have got innovations in battery technology that we've got to look forward to. You've got innovations in um sensing technologies or ADAS technologies that is going to enable a higher level of autonomy or autonomous driving in vehicles. Um, and then you also have more and more functionalities that are being incorporated into um, the vehicle to enhance not just the driver's experience of driving the car, but also the passenger's experience and comfort level. Um, I think all of this is going to really change the way we look at cars um, and the and what we can get out of it. And I'm excited to be a part of that evolution with TI's technology um, with such heavy investments in automotive. Well, I'm excited to be watching all of this unfold, Fern. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I really appreciate it. You are most welcome. Thank you for having me here. It was fun chatting about automotive. It's a, such an exciting topic. I agree completely. And um, don't forget, everybody, to uh, check out the rest of the series on automotive from Texas Instruments as we release them. Thanks. Thanks.